Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Friday morning has rolled around once again. It's all thanks to Racing Queensland. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Well, a week off, refreshed, a little bit damp, but I'm back. Sammy Highland, good morning. Mark, good to have you back. And How'd, yeah, you, go? How'd uh, you go? How was it with yeah, you and we, Chris? We got through. We got through, no worries. All the rain. So, but good, good to have our Capitan back. <laughs> now... I did say Queensland is racing, but it's been rather difficult for everyone in the industry because of the rain down south and the heat up north. Remarkable week with uh, cancellations and because um, it's too hot to race in the north and too wet in the south. Yeah, it's quite amazing, isn't it? Like uh, Townsville off today um, and Cairns was off uh, last week. That's been transferred to, to Monday uh, just because it's too hot up there, up north and uh, obviously, uh, a lot of humidity up there, which, you know, affects how the horses pull up and, you know, racing on uh, on a really hot day in those conditions, it can it can really take the, the sting out of horses. So, um, yeah, it's, if it's not rain, it's uh, it's the sun. But, gee, we've had uh, we've had so much rain and it was fantastic last week to, to be able to get that meeting, uh, that Doombin meeting to go mm. to Toowoomba. And, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's great that Toowoomba got to, to have a Saturday meeting with, uh, you know, good class runners. And it was a great day of racing. Um, you know, it's a, it can be a tricky track, Toowoomba, but it's, uh, it, you know, it's uh, – yeah, that's what that's what uh, makes punting there. And uh, no, I had a really good day there last Saturday. Found some winners, and uh, it was great to see the return of uh, Go Wanji. Uh, although I wish he, I, well, I thought <laughs> he got over the line himself and was a outright winner. But uh, Windside and him dead heated, and uh, gee, I think he's in for a really good preparation. Go Wanji, he's a he's a good galloper. Now, we had um, Luke Gatehouse on the program uh, on with Breakfast with Patton Heels on Thursday, the boss of the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club. Uh, they've been smashed at Albion Park. I mean, no racing for the harnesses or the greyhounds at Albion Park. Ipswich is stepping up to the plate. There's no Capalabar's out as well. Wow. So Ipswich, they're racing seven days a week, the greyhounds at Ipswich. So they're getting uh, great use out of the track there. And... They also told us, Luke, that Yamanto is where they're building, going to build the new Greyhound facility. Not a drop. Everything was fine out there. Is that right? So that was, that was, when I say not a drop, it rained, but they didn't get flooded. Yeah. Where they're going to build a new track at Yamanto. So um, they're looking forward to moving out there. But yeah, so no racing at Albion Park, literally been washed away. Um, well, and, and so the Brecky much... Creek's closed, or was. I don't know whether it's open yet. No, I think it still is closed. Yeah. I, I only live up the road in Windsor and, uh, yeah, when uh, when you sort of um, go down the bottom of the hill there, well, that road that that runs alongside uh, uh, Albion Park that was closed for best part of a week, I'm going to say, and mm. and obviously the clean up was um, has been so hectic. So uh, yeah, well done to Luke and Scott Steele and and the team down there at Albion Park because it's uh, been a lot of hard work to 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 get it. To, get it back and up and going. And obviously it's not back and up and going yet, but it's well on the way. I know um, uh, there's been plenty of uh, activity there, uh, cleaning everything up and people with paintbrushes and actually saw a post um, 
earlier in the week of uh, Georgie Cartwright and and uh, uh, Georgie Cartwright, uh, Justin Huxtable, and Michael Murphy out there um, on the tools and yeah, getting helping Scotty Steele getting things uh, well Good on stuff. the way. Good stuff. Now the irony of all that when we're talking about places being underwater and not being able to race is that. Um, we haven't raced at Eagle Farm for a long time because the track's been too firm. Uh, and this week we're back. Yeah, it's, it's had its issues, Eagle Farm, hasn't it, over, over the time? And uh, it's had a 12-week break. I think I'm pretty sure it was 12 weeks that it's had off and, and, a, and a serious renovation done to it. Uh, they had a couple of horses gallop there. Desley Forster galloped a couple of horses yesterday. And Jimmy Byrne was saying, although it still felt a bit firm, um, uh, yeah, they were, they were happy with it. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. To, it's a really good meeting um, on on Saturday, and uh, it'll it'll be uh, good to see them back racing there. And and of course, Doobin have transferred a meeting on Wednesday that that goes to Eagle Farm. Uh, so they'll race. Uh, the rail goes out ten meters, and just to give Doobin a little bit of a break because it's had a it's had a, mm. a hectic workload in, in wet recent conditions. years. In yeah, wet conditions, exactly, too. and and. I uh, sort of want, um, you know, want both tracks uh, A1 for going into the, the winter carnival. Yeah, it's um, it, fingers crossed that everything's okay with Eagle Farm. Not only the fact to give Doombin a break, et cetera, I mean, it's a great racetrack. And there's a difference That's it. There's a difference between Doombin and Eagle Farm for the horses as well. And so we need Eagle Farm back, yeah. There's no doubt about that big straight and su- such a big track. It's, you know, it's headquarters here in Queensland, isn't it? So um, it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's the best best racetrack that they have here, so we need it back racing uh, as often as we can. Bit of controversy at uh, Ippy on Wednesday. Uh, ben Thompson uh, um, is involved. Ben, great uh, friend of the program here, of course. But uh, sacred oath. Now, no one would have really been paying much attention to this maiden at Ipswich on a Wednesday afternoon if it wasn't for sacred oath. Part owned by uh, Campbell Brown. Shane Warne was involved as well. So the focus of attention was well and truly on Sacred Oath. And a very – look, I know that the uh, stewards are having an inquiry and that inquiry uh, hasn't restarted yet, but um, it could have been a really serious incident uh, at Ippy on Wednesday. Yep. It's um, – I mean, it's just a racing incident and that's what happens, Mark, in, in uh, horse racing when you've got uh, 500, 500 to 600 kilo animals going as fast as they can around a racetrack and, and they've um, uh, got jockeys on their back. It's sometimes, uh, you know, you can you can just come over that little bit too far. And that, that uh, you know, in fairness to that, that 1,500-metre start is quite tricky at, uh, at Ipswich. You haven't got a long run to that first turn and Ben Thompson fired that horse out to, to come across and uh, he had Tegan Harrison inside him, and then obviously Sacred Oath was up on the fence. And they're young horses, inexperienced horses in tight running is a is a recipe for for um, you know accidents, and mm. and that's what we saw. Where it's uh, we saw a racing incident where Sacred Oath got tightened up on the inside, and and he hit the running rail and unbalanced. Uh, Ryan Maloney and uh, thankfully horse and jockey uh, pulled up okay after it. Um, yeah, there's a there's an inquiry uh, going to happen uh, in the future, but I'm sure Ben Thompson will. Uh, yeah, I think he'll he'll get suspended. Um, there's no doubt about that. If he gets out of that, he's better than David Copperfield. <laughs> I'm going to say, Mark. Now, Sammy, it's first guest on the program this morning. It's great to have him. He's always very generous with his time. It's wonderful to talk to him. Now, how long have you been in Queensland? Uh, three years. Three years. Now, you'll be starting to learn that 
Queenslanders support Queenslanders. I've been here 26 years, no, 28 years, I think. Um, and Queenslanders love supporting Queenslanders. And we've got a Queenslander in action down south tomorrow. Tony Gollan has got one of his horses running around in one of the big races tomorrow. And we just hope it wins because Tony Gollan's training it. And he's on the line now. Morning, Tony. How are you? Yeah, good morning, guys. Now, Crone running around tomorrow. Are you able to get down? Because with COVID, you haven't been able to watch your horses when they're in the big races down south. Are you heading down south for this one? Yeah, no, she's all good now. We can get around where, where we like. Um, I got in Sydney yesterday. She looks um, in great condition. And she's, yeah, she's in good shape. She loves the wet, which has been pretty, plenty wet out there at Rose Hill tomorrow, which is in her favour, and hopefully she can go back to back. Yeah, gee, uh, drawing the good gate, Tony. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm sure you'll wrap to see a draw, draw three there, and it just looks a great race for her. Yeah, and no, I love it when she draws low, Sammy. It's very important to her, really, because she can just race that a little bit closer. If you go, if she draws wide, you'll go back a long way. She's a mare that has to be ridden for luck, so she'll be midfield. She'll stay up behind him for as long as as Chad can. He'll try and inspire, expose her you know, inside that last furlong, and she's got a good good finish when you can ride her that way. So she'll need a share of luck, but Barrier 3 is a, a big help to the jockey. Important race for, for Rosemont, Rosemont to win as well, obviously. Big breeders and, and Anthony Mithen and the team, uh, you know, great to, to have them in your stable. And, uh, gee, it's it's been a busy time for them over the last couple of months. Yeah, look, they've um, they've really up up the ante in the last year buying buying mares. They were already in this mare last year when she won the um, when she won the Coolmore. They had a percentage of her. They just didn't race in in their colours, and they bought the other owners out. So look, whatever whatever Crone does, you know, after last year's Coolmore is always a bonus. But look, she could win two Group Ones. That'd be that'd be huge for Rosemont. They've been great supporters of ours. You know, obviously they're a Victorian stud, but they send a lot of nice horses up to me in Queensland and. We're very grateful for that, and hopefully we can repay them with another another Group 1 at Rose Hill tomorrow. Tony, I talk about uh, how busy it's been for them in, in recent months, and obviously it's it's the sales time of the year. How is it for you? I mean, uh, you have a huge operation up here, and but at the same time, getting around to, to see yearlings and, and inspect horses, and then obviously, um, you know, hectic times at the sales. Lots of owners want to catch up with you. It's, it's you know, it's a busy period, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really it's a really busy period, Sammy. Like we, it sort of kicks off. Um, you start looking at horses in December, and doesn't really stop until after the Easter sale. And within that time, you got to imagine me as racing carnival. You got all your horses running at home, and obviously your horses away. You know, racing at the Southern Carnivals as well. If you if you're lucky enough, so it's it's a busy period. I fly to Adelaide actually on Sunday, look at a few yearlings, and then back to Brisbane Monday. But I'm I'm lawfully lucky. I've got a you know, fantastic bloodstock agent. I've got a stack of help back home with assistant trainers, etc. So. We're, um, we're, a, we're a big operation, but I'm fairly lucky with the support that I got. Tony, Sam and I were talking at the top of the program uh, about the difficult conditions in Queensland the last couple of weeks. Of course, you mentioned in New South Wales, they've had a bit of rain. I know that myself down on the Central Coast <laughs> last week. But races cancelled in the north of the state because of the heat. Races cancelled the van in, in the south of the state because of the wet. How difficult is the last couple of weeks uh, for those horses you have in work to try and get them uh, the races they need? Yeah, look, I don't, I don't think there'd be any horse anywhere in the in the southeast of Queensland down to Sydney that wouldn't have had some sort of interruptions in their preparation. I think everyone's sort of been on the on the across the board have, have had some sort of interruptions. Um, in Brisbane, look, we're, we're fairly fairly lucky. I think out there at Eagle Farm, we didn't miss a whole lot. You know, we missed jump outs, trials, etc. And, and just the level of intensity of work for certain horses had to had to be um, reduced with the with the wet weather, as Sam would know. But 
Look, overall, I think everyone's been affected a little bit. But um, when you look at all the footage of, of the different towns, like Lismore, et cetera, like that, I think we're we're fairly lucky where we were. Absolutely. I drove back from the Central Coast last week. I was telling Sammy I had to go via Grafton, then to Casino, then to Kyogle, out to Bow Desert, and the road was cut at Bow Desert. And you go through those places and you see, uh, as you mentioned, Lismore, um, there's some, some really tough times for the people in northern New South Wales now. You mentioned Eagle Farm um, there, Tony. What are your expectations tomorrow? I'll give you an example of Eagle Farm. I was coming home from Mystery Traces on, on Wednesday and I pulled back into the stables. It was late in the afternoon um, and they were watering it. So that tells you the, the, the drying pair. There wouldn't be a track in the southeast of Queensland that would be getting watered at the moment. But Eagle Farm had the sprinklers on on Wednesday Wednesday night. So they put some horses over on Thursday morning, I believe. Uh, it was certainly every bit of good fall. So it's gonna we're going to be a whole lot of the same what we, what we had previously. It'll be quite a firm track. Um, it's a horses for courses venue like it always has been. But don't um, don't be looking for wet trackers at Eagle Farm tomorrow because they, they won't be wanted. Tony, uh, I'm just going to wind the clock back to uh, last week and a race that really uh, was, I just found interesting, was uh, Bean Dreaming getting up and being Amity Gal at the Sunny Coast. What were you thinking in that last furlong in that race? It's quite funny. I was watching, a, I had two runners in the race. Uh, Morton Bay and Been Dreaming and I sort of was watching Been Dreaming early and she was just off the bridle she was just going nowhere and on the corner she was shuffled back to near last and I thought oh, this, what's going on here and he, I knew it could handle the wet so I still started watching Steph on Morton Bay and I could see it was just starting to pick up pick up and Amity Girl I, I raced against her at Doom in the previous start and she really sat down late there as well because she just tends to want to go a little bit keen in race and all of a sudden, um, I was sitting with a mate of mine and he said the other thing of yours is going to win this and I looked back and it was Been Dreaming and she just come out of the shot out of the ground, but I mean, as good as she was getting to the line, I guess the leader was weakening, so it made it look a little bit more impressive. But it was quite a good win for a horse that was going nowhere all race. Last Saturday at uh, Toowoomba, I'm sure you would have uh, been wrapped to have a good day there, and and that was a really good meeting uh, at up at, at Toowoomba, wasn't it? So Capital Tower, I was absolutely wrapped with this because I tipped it on trackside, and uh, yeah, he's got a great record this horse now. Yeah, he's a really nice colt. He's probably, you know, one of the more exciting two-year-olds I've probably trained, to be honest. He gives you such a good feel. He's just so tractable. You see Jimmy Orms able to ping him out the gates. And at one stage, it looked as though he may have led, and then he just come back on him. He sat in the 1-1. It was a terrific ride. But he had a, a horse under him that, that's that's very mature for his age. You know, two-year-olds don't normally, are not normally that tractable. So he's um he's a really nice colt with... We resisted the temptation to head to the slipper with him. He did qualify for the race with his prize money, etc. Uh, we're going to give him a short little break now, and you'll see him in the Winter Carnival. And he gives me the feel of a horse that he's going to give me my best chance of, of winning the, the JJ Atkins in the winter. It's a race I ideally want to win. He was he was my hero as a trainer growing up, Jimmy Atkins. So it's a race I ideally want to win, and I think he's going to give me my best chance at it. Wow, that's a definite follow there, Mark. And Vinko... Um yeah, I, uh, uh, in fear of talking about myself, I got the quaddie there at Toowoomba and I left Vinko out and then Fossils. at the last minute, at the last minute, I put him in. I thought, this horse would probably step up today and he was a good winner. Yeah, look, he, he's when you go to Toowoomba, as you're going to see at Eagle Farm on Saturday, they're horses for courses venues. And that horse only had the one run there and that was that was Wheatwood Day. We don't get up to Toowoomba very often with this grade of horse and he won really well Wheatwood Day and I thought his first up run this time in the Gold Coast was great. Um, I was really keen on him when the meeting got shifted to Toowoomba. He wouldn't have ran at Doomin on the really wet ground when the track dried out. 
He, um, he seems to be able to sustain a long run up there, and I thought his win was terrific. He, he's a horse that can do something in, in the Winter Carnival, you know, a race like an eyeliner, glass house, something of that level. If he can get good ground, I don't think he's far away from that grade. Tony, big question, the footy's back. What are your thoughts for the year? I'll tell you what, I thought one team was a lot better than the other last night, that's for yeah, sure. I, Jeez, Penrith, Penrith were good without they? Cleary. They were, yeah. they were sharp. They were, yeah. they were as sharp as what Manly were not, so... Um, geez, I'd, I'd put a warning sign out mm. straight away. It'll be very interesting to see how it all plays out. There's been player changes, etc. Um, look, I'm a Brisbane boy now. I'm a Toowoomba boy, but I'm a Brisbane boy now for the last 10 years. So I, I really want to see the Broncos you know, fire up and do something. Like Kevin Walters is a terrific guy and there's some good people at the club there. So I'm really hoping the Broncos can, can make the eight and, and give things a shake this year. Yeah, Penrith, not only without Nathan Cleary, because no, Matt Burton's gone uh, as well, and uh, Kurt Capel. Yeah, no, and Kurt Capel uh, is back uh, here in Brisbane. So to have three of their, you know, key players in the grand final, and they look so much better than Manly. I was disappointed in Manly round one, but Manly haven't won in round one since 2013. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, but Denny might give them a bit in the preseason. I'm not sure. They were, yeah. slow at, they were definitely slow at the blocks last night. And Penrith just looked like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, they did. Mate, it's always good to talk to you. It's so, so generous with your time. We really appreciate it. Oh, Sammy's got one more. I've got one more. Rocker Moore. What, what do you think tomorrow, Tony? Mate, I think, he, I think as we just mentioned before, horses for courses, Sammy, I think he's the, he's the horse for that course tomorrow. I, I loved his first up run. He sustained a long run, and he's come through it beautifully. He's won at Eagle Farm, and then he runs second to Vinco at Eagle Farm. That's very good Eagle Farm form. I think Kyle and Taylor's riding great. He's very well weighted. I, I think he's my best chance on the card tomorrow. He's got a big smirk on his face sitting here. So <laughs> I'm happy. Him, <laughs> Tony, thanks for your time, mate. Good luck uh, at Eagle Farm, but also we've got our fingers crossed for Crone. It'll be great to see uh, uh, another great performance. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. There he is, Tony Gollan. Always great with his time and wonderful to talk to, and he loves his footy too. Uh, yeah, he's a great Tony. trainer and uh, big operation, big operation. And uh, it's and growing. Uh, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, he's... Um, yeah, he's uh, just so strong up here and uh, he's got some super runners. Yeah, we better take a break here on uh, the punter's mate. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. This is the punter's mate on SEN. Mark Braybrook and Sammy Highland on this Friday morning. It's all thanks to Racing Queensland. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. When I say continuing, they're trying to do as much as they possibly can. As we mentioned today, we've got uh, the Sunshine Coast Polytrack in action again um, today. Townsville's off because of the heat. Bow Desert is off because of the wet. Uh, Harness Racing at Marburg and Greyhound Racing, Sammy, seven days a week at Ipswich. Yeah, hasn't Ipswich done a great job, uh, the, the dishy track, taking uh, taking the greyhounds. Uh, yeah, that's uh, – but good that they mm. can obviously keep going around and yeah. uh, uh, they're popular on the punt, aren't they, the dish lickers? Now, tomorrow, Eagle Farm, of course, back for the first time in about three months. Gold Coast, Aquas Park Gold Coast, Toowoomba, Rocky, Moranbar, Buckalden, Wandanoon, Mount Isa and Bundaberg. So Paddy might be able to get to the races tomorrow. He's up, um, sadly, Paddy Welsh for his mother's funeral up in Bundaberg. But I'm sure the matriarch wouldn't mind if Paddy was able to duck out to the races 
while he's up there with the family, uh, Kath and his brother John have headed up to Bundaberg. So thoughts with the Welsh family. Harness racing at Redcliffe and the Greyhounds again tomorrow at Ipswich and Townsville. Luckily, Chris Nelson's on holidays because he doesn't have the chance to get a Capalabar's out of action <laughs> as well. So he won't get to Capalabar. Then we've got um, next uh, week, Doombin's got some um, uh, trials on uh, Tuesday, but racing you mentioned at Eagle Farm on Wednesday. A transferred meeting from Doombin on Wednesday. So, um, yeah, that they'll race that t- rails out 10 meters at Eagle Farm. So, they'll have the meeting, uh, tomorrow. And then, uh, obviously, Doombin will just, uh, just give it a little bit of a break, uh, leading up to obviously, uh, the winter carnival because it's got some feature race days and they want that track in nervous, A1 condition. How nervous are they going to be tomorrow at Eagle Farm, do you think, about how it's perceived by the jockeys and uh, yeah, I would say, I would say nervous enough that, you know, just listening to Tony Golan there, he was, you know, he sort of highlighted the fact that you want, you want, um, horses that are effective at Eagle farm and effective on firm ground because, um, uh, you know, as, as Tony said, he rolled into the, the stables the other night and, watering, and they were yeah. watering. So, uh, you wouldn't believe that they'd be watering anywhere in Southeast Queensland with the rain that we've had. So, um, but anyway, it's, uh, it is what it is. And like Tony said, you just got to, uh, that's how you got to do your form for, for, uh, good track, good track and firm track horses that, uh, they're going to be the ones to follow and horses that have been effective at Eagle Farm before. We've got your follow, fold or forgive to come after the news, which is next. We've got your weekend forecast as well. And we'll get the latest betting markets with our good friend, Scott Cress from Scott Cross from Cross Bet a little bit later in the program. We will take a break here for the news on The Punter's Mate. Mark Brabrook and Sammy Highland, all thanks to Racing Queensland. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Is the punter's mate on SEN? Mark Braybrook and Sammy Hull on this Friday morning. I know it's got nothing to do with racing, Sammy, but I'm intrigued watching the the Players' Championship. It's getting really dark, and Ian Poulter has run from the 17th tee to make birdie on 17, then run to the 18th tee while his playing partners are back on 17 to tee off on 18. They've asked the group in front of them to stop so they can, he can hit off so that they can finish their round before it gets dark and not have to come back early tomorrow morning to play one hole and then have to wait all day to potentially play their second round. So once he's teed off on 18, they they can finish the hole in the dark. They can't if it's bad weather, but they can in the dark. So now he's teed off on 18 and he's hit it way right, I think, after all that uh, work running. Um, he said it way Ooh, right. Yeah. But yeah, isn't that interesting? He's teed off on 17. He's put it right next to the pin. He's run up and made birdie. Then he's run from the 17th to the 18th. The group ahead of him have stopped to allow him to tee off. He's hit it way right. Okay. Um, but now that he's teed off, his group can finish the round 
and not have to come back to play one hole early tomorrow morning and then tee off late tomorrow afternoon. Wow. I know that has nothing to do with racing, so I apologise for that, but he I just thought of He looked a bit Usain Bolt-like, didn't he? He did. Doing and the he, dash to the tee. He's not actually a young man, but um, he did it well, and his teammates, his uh, playing group will say thank you for that. Anyway, golf update in the punters, mate. So there you go. <laughs> but now it's time to get a betting update. Thanks to CrossBet, our good mate Scott Crosses online. Morning, mate. How are you? Very well. How are you? I'm well, mate. So great to chat to you again today because another big weekend of racing. The NRL starts. We've got Super Rugby. We've got it all happening. How about we start? We might as well start with the racing, seeing it's a racing program. We've just done a little bit of a chat about the golf. We've got some big group ones down south. What's the story? Yeah, we've got the new market and the Australian Cup. Uh, look, the new market, this is a bloody hard race. Um, no surprise, the, the, the market's come for three horses, Mars Crusader, Home Affairs, uh, and Lost and Running. Lost and Running is the market mover. It's opened at four eighty into $3.80. With such a wide field, I'm going to find it really hard to, to, to pick someone that stands right out. But if I had to pick one, I think Home Affairs is where my money would go. Okay, so what about the other group one? The Australian Cup, over 2,000 metres. I'm actually going to pick a roughie here. Look, Cascadian, we've seen some money come for it. Think It Over uh, is the favourite, and it is the largest hold at $3.10. <clears throat> Spanish Moon, also we've seen some money for it at four sixty. But at that 2,000 metres, I like the breeding, and I like She's Ideal. Uh, Bjorn Baker with Jamie Carr on the back, opened at 11s into 10. It's going to be my roughie pick for the week. Okay, so there's the racing down south. Now, the NRL is back underway. <laughs> we saw Penrith, and I've got to say, I thought Manly, Manly had a big chance last night to beat Penrith with no Nathan Cleary and et cetera, but they were, they were pretty ordinary first up, but they haven't won first up since 2013. So that's the first game out of the way tonight. We focus on the Broncos and South Sydney at Suncorp Stadium. How do the punters look at it? Oh, look, I think this one, you know, South, they are the raging favourite at $1.30, but no Latrell Mitchell, no Wayne Bennett. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos line at plus 11.5. I think there's just too much in it. There's a question over South, and we'll we'll, we'll soon find out tonight. Yeah, so no Adam Reynolds for for Brisbane, but 11.5, that's the uh, difference, isn't it? Okay, that's not too bad, but... uh... Yeah, it's going to be a, a, a tough one for South too because they don't have Latrell, as you mentioned, new coach. So uh, an intriguing battle tonight. We've got the Eels and the Titans on Sunday. Um, Parramatta seemed to be a lot of people's suggestion as being a real premiership contender in 2022. I've still got the jury out. I want to see him do it for the whole year. But I think the Titans might surprise a few people. How do, how do the punters look at it on the weekend? Well, it's funny you should say that. The odds are very similar. Parramatta's $1.33 and the Titans are $3.35. Um, I'm a bit like you. I mean, the Titans are only lost to the Roosters, you know, in a, in a very close game at the end of the season. They finished top eight. The line's 10.5. I'm, again, going to go the plus line. Titans mm. plus 10.5. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, the Cowboys host the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs got a, basically a new team from last year. And the Cowboys, well, they had a disappointing year. A lot of pressure on Todd Payton and everyone in the north. Look, this is a flip of the coin. $1.87 to the Cowboys, $1.95 the Bulldogs. The line's very close to $1.05. Just purely as a Queenslander, I'm going to tip the Cowboys. That really, that one's going to be a really, really good one to watch, I think. Yeah, I have a rule. If in doubt, go the home team. Now... The shortest price favourites of the weekend would have to be, would they not, your Queensland Reds taking yes, on the Fijian mate, look, my, my, my beloved Fiji, uh, my beloved Queensland Reds, um, mate, they've moved out from a dollar and one cent to dollar and two cent. 
<laughs> the the line is current the line is currently twenty four and a half. Look, I still think the Reds can cover at twenty four and a half at home. Obviously, let's let's wait and see what happens with the rain because the, the 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 Reds do know that if they if they give Fiji a pile on a lot of points, they might be able to. Uh, top the Brumbies and move into second place and we play them next week. So Reds to cover the line at 24 and a half is my call. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I haven't had a look out the window for quite a while, so hopefully the weather's okay, but not too much rain forecast for the next couple of days. So we'll see how they go tomorrow night at Suncorp Stadium. I'm sure you will be there. If not, you'll be paying close attention and we'll chat to you next Friday. Not a problem. I'll be there. Take care and have a good weekend. You too, mate. Scott Cross from CrossBet with a wrap, a dollar one out to a dollar two. <laughs> How does that how does that work? Wow! In anything, a dollar one out to a dollar two. But yeah, Queensland Reds favourite to beat uh, Fiji tomorrow night at Suncorp Stadium. We will take a break here on the punters, mate. Other side of the break, we'll come back and get semis follow, fold, or forgive. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Sammy, Mark. follow, fold or forgive. Sumner Miller. Yeah, look, I think she's a follow. Um, I thought for Laurie Mayfield-Smith and Aidan Thompson, I just think she just had to jump and uh, uh, just a bit of pressure, a bit too much pressure. I think, uh, obviously, the winner, Burning Bell, was very impressive coming from off speed, but it, it suited it nicely, and it's handy enough. Well, it's very handy. Uh, but I wouldn't jump off this Sumner Miller. I think uh, she she was okay. She Something something similar sort of maiden with a, up to 1,200 and a bit softer run. I think she can uh, get into winning form. And I'm really keen on Capital Tower, that horse that won at uh, at Toowoomba last Saturday, and gee, the way um, Tony Golan spoke of this horse, you know, saying that uh, he's going to target him at the JJ Atkins, uh, that's, you know, that's a really positive lead. He's obviously three for three now, that horse, and uh, yeah, I think I think Tony's, uh, you know, he's he's really keen on that horse. And he's keen to win one of the big races exactly. at Toowoomba as well, from uh, being a Toowoomba boy. So Sumner Miller, follow, Capital Tower, follow. What about So Your Magic? Well, I back this. It doesn't sound good. Look, I'm going to say maybe, you know, we thought we had uh, heavy ground at uh, Ipswich and it ended up being soft six. Mm. So uh, you're sort of doing form looking for, for heavy trackers. And the that's rain what didn't come at all. So Your Magic is. And, yeah, and, you know, the, so I'm going to say that was a negative for him. But... Gee, had it soft in front. He dead set had it soft in front. He, he should have given a bit more on the way home. Um, so I'm going to say fold. I'm going to say fold, and he will never get me again. So you Okay, so your magic is a fold. Yes. Okay, and the last one, Sacred Oath. Yeah, look, that was uh, really disappointing, obviously, because I think I think the world would have been watching uh, that, that maiden at Ipswich uh, and... Obviously, Sacred Oath is is uh, the late great Shane Warne is a shareholder in Sacred Oath, and of course, SEN Tracks' very own Campbell Brown is also a shareholder in that horse. And uh, yeah, he's just a forgive. I mean, 
Uh, he he's just green and a bit new, and under the circumstances, they tightened him up, and and uh, he overreacted a bit and uh, hit the running rail. And when he hit the running rail, he unbalanced. He got unbalanced. Uh, he unbalanced his jockey Ryan Maloney, where he fell off. And uh, just thank God that uh, horse and jockey uh, pulled up okay after the incident. And yeah, he's a follow. Uh, I think when he steps out at the races next time, uh, he will be winning. Okay, so that's a forgive on that. So we've got Sumner Miller, Capital Tower, your follows from the week. So your magic, I could, I could feel, I could feel that disappointment, Sammy. Not only pain, I could pain. see, I could see it in your face as well. Uh, a fold and sacred oath is a forgive after the uh, incident at Ipswich during the week. So that is Sammy's. Follow, fold, or forgive for this week. We'll take a break here on the punters, mate, because other side of the break, we'll come back with the weekend forecast, not only for Eagle Farm tomorrow, but we'll get your thoughts on the big races down south as well. This is the punters, mate, on a Friday morning. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. We're in the home straight on this uh, Friday morning. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. But there is no racing today in Townsville or Bow Desert for differing reasons. Townsville, it's a bit, it's a tad warm in the north of the state today and it's a tad wet in the south of the state. So no Bow Desert. I drove past Sammy, I think I alluded to you earlier, drove past Bow Desert on the way home from the Central Coast and Mentioned it with Tony, so I was I had to go off the M1 at Grafton because New Italy, the road was flooded. Went past Grafton, Ramoni Handicap, had a look, waves as we went past. <laughs> then we went through Casino, went past Casino's racetrack. <laughs> then I ended up at Bow Desert and I walked by, drove past Bow Desert and before the road was cut. So I saw three in one day, so I was quite happy with that. Wow. Hmm. There you go. Didn't drive past Eagle Farm, though. Uh, like Tony Gollan did to get back to work with the sprinklers on. So that's where we're racing tomorrow. We've got our pens. We've got our pencils, notepads at the ready. What have you got for us? Yeah, look, um, I'm I'm going for one at a bit of value. And, uh, you know, uh, when Tony Gollan spoke earlier, he said it's important uh, at this track, Eagle Farm, to to have horses that are effective at, uh, at Eagle Farm. And that's why I'm tipping this horse. Uh, it's a bit of a tricky gate. So it's race four, number 12, uh, Bellissimi Amici. Now, this horse, when it was in form, uh, it's, Robert Heathcote had a really good opinion of it. And uh, it's, yeah, I, I think it's had its, had, had its excuses uh, throughout. But it was good too back there at, uh, at uh, Sunny Coast on the heavy eight and then sound enough at, at Doombin last time round. Uh, I just think if it gets a bit of luck from that gate and back on the good ground on Saturday, it's effective at this trip. Uh, it's been a winner at the track. Well, it's had 11 goes at the track for two wins, two seconds and three thirds. Uh, I think it'll run well. It's like $18 this morning. So, uh, yeah, I think it's worth a squirt. Race six, number one, Legal Esprit. Uh, for Donald Ducky Baker, I backed this at Toowoomba last week and, uh, so it's backing up from last Saturday. It was good. I think it was just like a pair further back in the field than than what it wanted to be. It was sound on the way home. It finished uh, 
under four lengths behind uh, uh, Prince of Boom, who's a handy galloper. It was a good race. It had good depth to it, that race. And and this horse is one for one at the track. He's only lightly raced. He's had uh, nine goes for five wins, a second and a third. Kyle Wilson-Taylor on board and uh, drawn nicely. So I think it gets a, a, a perfect run. And then into race nine, I'm, I'm uh, like Kyle Wilson-Taylor's rides tomorrow, and he rides this one, Rockamore for Tony Gollan. We heard Tony Gollan, uh, I made sure I asked him about mm. Rockamore, and he was really positive about it, wasn't he? Uh, he thinks that this horse will, was good last start at the sunny coast. Um, he'll be improved from that first up run. He's been a second up winner before. Uh, he's effective at this track, and uh, and he likes the trip. He's been a four-time winner at the trip. So, yeah, I think he's a, a really good hope, uh, number four, Rock Amore. So, well, uh, you know, I said to you when you said, so your magic, I could see you just, uh, the deflation. <laughs> when Tony was talking about Rock Amore, the exact opposite. Yeah. I, could see your, <laughs> I could see you rising in your chair well, you know, and the smirk was there on the face. You know, Mark, it's, uh, you just want a bit of a push, don't you? You know, like you, you, you obviously sit down and you do your form and, and then, but it's always nice to, to have the trainer give it a bit of a push uh, going into it. And then you're sort of going, well, he's thinking the same mm. way as I'm thinking. And uh, so, you know, ticks all around. Let's hope it's a tick in the race. Okay. So that is Eagle Farm. Now, it's a big day down south. We've got the Australian Cup. We've got the Newmarket Handicap, CUNY Stakes, Size Produce, and the Coolmore Classic. A whole heap of good racing down south. What uh, has caught your eye down there? Let's start off with race five, uh, the CUNY Stakes. Uh, look... This is a good race up to the mile for yearning, number one. I mean, let's not forget, she was uh, – I backed her first up in in the Armanasco, and uh, she was one of the only horses to come from back in the field that day at uh, at Caulfield. So getting, getting to Flemington is uh, going to be perfect for her. I mean, she was a group one winner last time round, last preparation, winning the 1,000 guineas, coming from last in that race uh, – Tell you what, she is a good bit of stuff yearning, and she was fantastic first up. So up to the mile, big track. Uh, Jai McNeil on board for the Hawks camp. Uh, yeah, gee, I think uh, I think she's a really good filly, and and I think she'll take a power of beating uh, in that. The new market, I think, uh, Home Affairs is yeah, it was. He was great, uh, beating Nature Strip and Eduardo. That form is great. Obviously, we saw that Nature Strip and Eduardo run well last Saturday. Um, home Affairs, he's effective up the straight. James McDonald on board. He's, he's drawn that uh, that wider gate, so I would imagine they'll come middle to the outside uh, in that race. And, yeah, he's just he's just a good galloper. He's a very... Um, yeah, he's a very valuable cult, and uh, I think his value will go up even more after Saturday, taking out uh, the new market. The Australian Cup, gee, it's it's a race with fantastic history, the Australian Cup, and I, I'm it's really sad that it's lost its zip. I think, you know, with all the uh, promotion of the All-Star Mile and at this time of year, I mean, the Australian Cup used to be the race of the Autumn Carnival uh, down in in Melbourne, and yeah, I think they they need to um, sort of uh, not lose sight of the fact of history. We've seen some f- fantastic horses win the Australian Cup, and yeah, I don't know that it has great depth to it um, this year, but and it's probably been like that for the last couple of years. But uh, I tell you what, Yonkers, 
I've been with this horse first up and second up. I know I tipped it first up and David Taggart laughed at me. He scoffed at me. And I would love to scoff at the little fat man and say, uh, Yonkers has just won the Australian Cup because uh, he was good first up in the Carline Cup. He was beaten under three lengths there behind Earlswood. Then he went to the Peter Young Stakes, 1,800, uh, and he was only beaten half a length by Cascadian. And I think he can turn the tables on Cascadian. Uh, he's drawn a soft gate. And Kieran McAvoy on board for Chris Waller. I think he's got a great record at the 2000 Yonkers. And do you know what? He's $26, Mark. So what does that mean? That means it'll give us fat pockets, fat pockets going into the last couple of races. I think Junipal will be hard to beat in the second last. Uh, he's a good horse. He'll be improved from that first up run. Johnny Allen and the Ma Eustace team, they're always worth following. And then into the lucky last, which is uh, a mare's race. Is it a mare's race? It normally is a mare's race. And uh, it's uh, anyway, it's uh, the 1400 circa plate for the last at, at uh, Flemington. And that's tricky enough, but I think Chartres for Matt Laurie and Ethan Brown having a, a, a good ride in, uh, in this race, uh, it will be... It, it uh, should be improved from that first up run, but you could go many ways in that race. Horses with a lot of depth to it and horses with really good form and a lot of depth to it this race, and he's the ultimate, will be an interesting runner for Peter Moody and Balake McDougall. It'll get a good run from gate one. A busy couple of days, a busy day tomorrow at uh, Eagle Farm and down south as well, so... There's Sammy's tips of the weekend, and I think the music is about to chime, and we're about to get out of here. There we go. Boom. That's it, mate. We've made it. Timed Another it perfectly. One. Another one. Thanks very much for your company. Uh, Sammy, we'll catch you tomorrow morning for the Darling Download. Can't wait. Look forward to that tomorrow morning from uh, 6 o'clock here on SEN Track. Thanks very much for your company. Enjoy the footy. Enjoy the racing. The cricket starts tomorrow as well, so there's plenty happening. And uh, we'll have it all covered here, right here on SEN. Remember, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. We'll catch you next Friday.